Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I'm trying something. I'm trying something new right now, right? Yeah, don't try it on the fly, man. You know, people. I know my audio is not going to be good because I got to fix some stuff in here. But I moved my setup back. Now it's just me and you in here, C Rose. Don't have to worry about anyone interrupting this beautiful show that we have. Okay, first of all, you got to explain the setup. What is going on over your uh, the the left side of your head? What's up, Chris? No. Yes. It's Chris Archer. Okay. All right. My uh, I was a pillow that we gave away when I was in Tampa with him. Okay. And then in the dugout, we decided to turn him into 22 Savage. Should I even ask what the chains are all about or no? Chains? This is swag, fool. Like, what are you talking about? Okay, my bad. Uh, next to my generic Las Vegas hotel room, I can't, I can't hold a candle to you, bro. It's, you know, Do I sorry. Echo a little bit. What's that? I'm a little echoey, huh? A little bit. That's okay. We'll fight through. We'll battle through. I'm gonna, this is my promise to the people. I'm going to figure this out. It's going to be better tomorrow. Okay. That's fine. But let's yeah. be great today. Let's be great today. And let's start off. You are echoey. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be brutal. Here we go. Yankees, they've won 11 straight for the first time since 1985. But I think the headliner in the one-run game was the play at the plate where Freddie Freeman was called out. They went to replay. Like, 101% of the people watching were like, oh, yeah, they're going to reverse that. And they didn't reverse the call. And our boy Pete Moylan went nuts on the post-game show, saying, if you cannot get the call 100% correct, what is the point of having replay? It's been said a thousand times on Twitter. It's been said a million times on every social media outlet. What is the point of replay if we know he's safe yeah. and you still call him out? Well, why don't you, if you're going to have it, why don't you use it right? And then, you know, his bright white teeth were going nuts and all that sort of stuff. Was it as big a deal as he said or no? Of course it's a big deal. I mean, they end up losing by one run, Freddie had a chance to, you know, redeem the umpires, I guess, uh, at the end there. And Peralta had a great, great at bat, a great sequence against him. Uh, but, yeah, it's a big deal. And then we're not going to hear anything from the umpires. That's the thing we always talk about on the show is the accountability factor, which is nil with the umpires association. So we know, we know what the rule says. Uh, play on the, the call on the field stands unless there's substantial evidence to overturn it. Seemed like we had it last night, but uh, apparently in New York they decided there wasn't enough. And we know they'd like to keep the call on the field. We know that. So it affected the game 100%. Everyone should be uh, mad if you're a Braves fan. Yes. I think if you're a baseball fan, period, you should just be yeah. mad. Right? Well, Yankees now, fan. But this happens in other sports, too, where we think that we see one thing and replay either confirms it or reverses it in our eyes, and they still don't change. I mean, it happens in the NFL. It happens in the NBA. So why do we make such a big stink about it in baseball? Is it because home plate is so significant? I don't know. And we, there's this weird thing with home plate. Every other, there's 
the rest of them are bases that are raised. Right. And we've seen that before. I think Freddie's foot was on the base, but there are times where guys slide in and, you know, there's nothing to – you have to put it down, which is a weird thing to do when you're sliding into home, uh, home plate. So, I don't know, man. We just got to get it right. I think it's not that hard. There's so much technology, Chris. There's so much technology out there. Let's just get it right. Why don't we start putting things in cleats where we can identify technologically? Because they can, they can track anything now, right? They, they can attach stuff to what you're wearing and track how fast you're going and the acceleration and stuff like that. Why can't we track it when we're touching bases? I don't know, man. There, there's, there's plenty of options. I, I, underst I don't understand why we're stuck with what we have. Seems, seems really stupid. A little archaic. All right. Uh, a few weeks ago, we thought we had put the Seattle Mariners to bed. But look who's back. They just completed a 6-2 and two road trip, completed the brief two-game sweep out in Oakland. They are three games out of the wild card. I want you to look directly mm. into the eyes of Mariners fans this morning and say why they should be excited over the next four weeks. All right. I can do this, I think. I thought I was going to have a hard time doing it, but I can do this. Uh, I'm on an article by Lookout Landing. That's a Seattle Mariners mm -hmm. website. And they have a screenshot of a tweet here. It says, in 25 of Seattle's 126 games, the Mariners took the lead in their final at-bat to win the game. 20% yep. of their games. That's called magic, as someone in the chat just put. <laughs> you got magic going for them. They're very clutch. And... What really matters is they're, they're looking up at Oakland and Boston, and they get to play both those teams. Seven more against Oakland, who I think they're – what are they, eight and four against this year? Let me see. I think I have it up. They're, they've beaten Oakland this, in a uh, season series. So they got them seven more times, uh, and they got Boston three more times at home. So continue that magic. The schedule is there for you. You play Arizona, I think, eight more times or seven more times, whatever it is. So I think the schedule is looking favorably for them. They just got to keep winning. And All right. Um, did you lie? Did you just lie or did you just – are you buying what you just said? Am I buying they're going to be in the postseason? No. no I, don't, you are... I, I don't think they'll be in the postseason, Chris, but you didn't ask me that. You asked me to say something to make Mariners Good fans boy. happy. Good boy. Uh, I'm going to go with this. Mariners fans, here's why you should believe. Because your very bland manager might have given us the quote of the year yesterday. Somebody brought up to him that even though the Mariners went 6-2 and two on their eight-game roadie, they still had a minus nine run differential. And so they've heard that all year. He goes, you know what? I'm sick about hearing about the negative run differential. On this trip, we had a plus 90 fun differential. Ooh. And I'm like... Oh, my God, you did not just say that. <laughs> He's like, we had a plus 90 fun differential. Now, Scott Service is a super nice guy, but I think he has the fewest smiles per game ratio of any manager in the major leagues. Like, the guy constantly looks like he's constipated. So, for him to come out with that one, and I imagine he gave us a little snicker at the end of it, we had a plus 90 Fun differential. Like, I felt like you should be coaching in Williamsport after that. <laughs> it's it's working, man. They're making it fun up there. They're having their fun. Oh, my God. And right – who was the guy that got – who was their executive before the season that was – Oh, yeah, that turd. 
that John Boy uh, blasted. Yeah. Who spoke to the Rotary Club and lost his Yeah, game. yeah. Is he happy or sad? I can't tell. I don't know what he I, <laughs> I don't know. He's not. He it's fun to have Seattle winning. We are a J.P. Crawford company. So oh. keep doing your thing, okay? Yeah, and listen, they've got the longest playoff drought of any of the four major sports in this country. Yeah, Kevin Mather was the guy's name. Good call. Good call. Um, so I, I'm rooting for them to be in it. I don't think they have enough, but maybe they'll shock the world. We'll see. Also, Seattle fans, Seahawks, that makes you happy. Anytime anyone says Seahawks, you get happy. So there you go. And you also, are. challenge your Scott Surveys no smile uh, trophy. I'm actually going to give it to Brian Snicker. Oh. He doesn't ever smile. Yeah, but he's got kind of a funny, dry sense of humor. So. Yeah, he does, but not during the game. <laughs> well, no, definitely not during the game. Okay, uh, quickly, Yachty uh, got a one-year, $10 million extension, so we'll see him in 2022. Has he been baseball's best catcher over the last 15 years? You're going to make me talk bad about Yachty now? No, no, no. Was, see, you mistaken this. <laughs> just because you don't think somebody is the best doesn't mean they're shit. It just means they're not the best. Somebody has to be the best. That's what I was just going to say. No, he hasn't been the best catcher over the last 15 years. I mean, I'll give it to Buster Posey. Okay. Far and above everybody because he can really do it both sides of the ball. But Yachty is – you want me to go over some of the accolades we're talking here? Ten-time All-Star, nine gold gloves, four platties. Two World Series, yeah, Silver Slugger. I mean, the guy's done it. And I like Yachty for like a stretch there, really learned how to learn how to bang the ball around. I'm looking like 2011 on. He had like a three or four-year run there where he hit two. Uh -huh. A lot of people just think about Yachty being defensively minded and whatever. But this is what I'll say about Yachty. I've had some talks with pitchers. Obviously, I'm friends with Jay Flair. Uh -huh. And other guys that I've known that have played on the Cardinals, they have – nothing but good things to say about Yachty yep. and his leadership and like mentorship and how selfless he is with his, with his um, knowledge. He's willing to give it to anybody who wants it. So I'm a big Yachty fan. Uh, we're going to give him a farewell tour next year, which I think is really cool. I wish all players who like of that status did that because a lot uh -huh. of guys don't do it, but I think it's gonna be really fun next year when Yachty's going around in every single city and fans are gonna be able to say goodbye to him. Cause he really is. I mean, He's one of the best of all time. Okay. Yeah. No, well, no doubt. Yeah. Here's the thing with catchers. I want you to be, a, you don't have to be Mike Piazza behind the plate. And Pudge Rodriguez was just a different animal, right? Because I mean, he could throw guys out from anywhere and he could mash. And so like those guys over the last 25 years, in my opinion, are on their, in their own category. Posey, amazing start to his career, you know, an MVP, three World Series in his first five seasons, et cetera, et cetera. And then he kind of disappeared for a little while, it felt like. Yachty has been that constant presence yeah. with one of, you know, baseball's marquee franchises over the last 15 years. And sometimes the best attributes of a catcher, we don't see as fans. We just don't see it. Being able to settle guys down, pull them aside, kick them in the ass, all that sort of stuff. And I think that's what makes Yachty great. When he's going to be up for his spot in Cooperstown, people are going to bang on his offensive stats and say, how could you allow this guy? What the heck are you doing? What? 
is Amazon best as be dropping off a package right now or something for you to leave me mid yachty stream. Who does this? What's I'm sorry, man. Uh, my yard maintenance people are here. That was a big <laughs> lawnmower going off. I had to say, give me five Wait. minutes. <laughs> Hold on. Stop. I can't escape you are, it. You are so foo-foo-y. Did you just say yard maintenance? What do you want me to say? Gardener. Look, my dad. My dad's a pool man, and he always refers to himself as a, like a – Serviceman, pool contractor. They like to be referred to people in industries like that. Service industries like to be, you know, talked about with a little bit. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, okay? Yeah. Don't worry what I call gardener. He's a yard maintenance guy. There's no shame in being called a gardener. It's It's a wonderful profession. Based on what they charge me every month, they're living in a bigger house than I'm in. I guarantee you that. So we don't have to call it yard maintenance or whatever your dad called his gig i don't have a garden i mean so it's taking care of my yard michelle says makes sense she's over here yeah she gives you a thumbs up i can't i'm not going to show you michelle she's hanging out over here so um all right shohei are you more excited to see his at bats these days or him on the mound like he will be today in baltimore um, I think I'd, I I like watching him hit, <laughs> and there's a oh. few reasons for that. I don't really like pitchers. Number one, that's the first reason. Pitchers get oh. on my nerves. I like to think of Shohei because he's this big, beautiful person. I think about him as a masher because that's what he is. Forty home runs and one daughter, and I and I like the fact that he does it all while having to focus on pitching. So he doesn't get to you know work all day on his hitting. He doesn't get to you know, spend all his time on scouting reports as a hitter. He's got to do that, you know, every five days as a pitcher, too. He's got to get his bullpens in. So I think what he's doing is so hard, but he's making it look so easy. And what I really like from Shohei when I watch him hit is the effortless power. I don't understand how some guys just have it, Chris. Right. I when I had to hit for power, I had to put it all into that thing. But Shohei seems like he can just touch the ball and as long as he barrels it, it goes a long way. So I love watching him hit. And I'll, I'll, the, that's never going to change, Chris, because I really don't like pitchers. Well, here's the thing, though. You, got, you have to respect the shit out of what he's doing. And it seems like he's getting better on the mound. He just came off a career-high eight innings pitched. Here's the thing about him. He, um, I, I don't understand the durability of this athlete. Like, last week he pitched. Then they had a day game, and he was back in the lineup. Is he was he constructed in a lab? That's what I want to know. Sure, sure it looks like it. Let me let me ask you this. this is a good uh, good point by Fayo in the chat. He said, "Do you see Shohei as a pitcher who hits or a hitter who pitches?" And I think I think I know what I see him like, and I feel like everybody is in agreement on that. Yeah, because he has to be a hitter that pitches because what he's doing. If you just looked at his hitting stats, he would still be up for MVP. Yeah, if he was hitting like if, if he was like rocking like a seven fifty OPS, then we'd be like, oh, he's a pitcher who hits. Right. But he's banging too much. Mm-hmm. He is. Like All right, that. last one. We head back to Atlanta. Uh Stanton has been red hot. Hit another laser last night. A Yankee fan wanted the baseball. Atlanta fan boxes him out. They fight over it. 
Atlanta fan throws it back. Is this, is this act tired of throwing the baseball back? We, we've seen this for well over a decade now. Is it over? I think it is tired, and I want to I give my reason, okay, Chris? It's the good thing about having your morning baseball show. I get to give my opinions on stuff like this. If you, if you catch a, a home run ball, there's, if, even if you don't want it, okay, mm-hmm. you know a kid that wants it. Somewhere, some way. Either your kid, your friend's kid, your niece, your nephew, somebody wants that ball, man. It'll bring right. them more joy than it brings your, you know, your ass to throw the ball back. I know you're going to get a little bit of applause and you're going to feel good about yourself, but a little kid would like that ball. So go give it to a kid. How about That's this? A- Giancarlo Stanton might end up hitting 500 home runs. I told you that. Yeah, and – you don't want to have one of those? Like you. By the way, when you throw the ball back, they don't take the run off the board. Don't act like you're, you know, the start of the relay because it doesn't matter. It's still going to count. So you're not actually – nobody in the Braves dugout is going, that fan was awesome for throwing that ball back. Here's the one caveat, Chris. I'll give it to you. To, there's probably one, two people in the world that are allowed to do this. And it's like if you have some sort of crazy arm strength that you're like, hey, this is my shot. Maybe I'm going to get signed. <laughs> Show it off. But most of you guys, you don't got that. Okay? It's, when you throw it back, you don't look as cool as you think. I don't like it. I'm out. Uh, two other quick things before we, uh, before we get out of here. Uh, kudos to Brandon Belt. Two homers last night. He let everybody know. This was on the day that he lost his grandmother, with whom he was very close. So, um, And I appreciate it. I watched the whole interview that he did with the Bay Area guys after the game, and he wanted to make a specific point afterward. And he said, listen, I'm not looking for anybody's sympathy out here. People lose loved ones all the time. He goes, I just want to let everybody know how special she was to me. And I appreciated hearing that, that vulnerability from a professional athlete out there. And uh, we wish Brandon Belton and his entire family well during that difficult time. As far as the games we play – out on the California coast, A.J. Pollock with one of the plays of the year going into the crowd, robbing Manny Machado. There's a great still photo by some photographer out there. I love seeing – sometimes I like seeing still photos better than the actual video because you get to see the reactions on everybody's face. And I know my man Rob Scirocco is going to put it up there for everybody to see. So um, I thought it was a really, really cool moment. It's just we spent so much time talking about the Padres recently and the Dodgers. We just didn't have time for it. So special shout-out to those people. All right, what do you have coming up on John Boy? I think Talking Baseball is dropping an app today they recorded with Ian Happ. Jimmy and Jake did that in Chicago. I'm off apparently, so I didn't get to be part of that episode. So go check that out. Got the hat on right now. Got my Kloof shirt on. Just feeling myself a little bit today, Chris. Not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, no sequence tomorrow. Get another one on Tuesday, but I did drop one um, yesterday uh, about a double play that the Oakland A's turned, and it was awesome. Real baseball nerd stuff. I love infield defense, so good breakdown, good play. Uh, go check that out. What do you got? I am taping a podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, on my BattleBots day off, if I, my voice can hack it, with Mike Yastrzemski of the San Francisco Giants. Nice. Uh, leads the team in homers. I uh, want to get to know him a little bit better. Might have a special surprise for him as well. So he's going to join us from the road in New York City. That will be out on Thursday. Um, so it should be a, a few fun days here on the Rose Rotation coming up. 
Okay. What was Yaz doing his whole life? Like he just decided to be like a good hitter at 30 years old. What was he doing from 25 to 30? Yo, man, that's what we're going to break. You know, he was in the Orioles organization and we're going to get to the bottom of that. After we've talked about this incessantly after a few years of not getting it done in the minor leagues, when you're in your mid to late twenties, at some point you're like, I got to move on. Yeah. So I'm going to find out why he didn't. I'm going to listen to it specifically to find out what the hell he was doing from 25 to 30. Okay. I'll ask it. I might even credit you. All right, bro. We're back at it again tomorrow. Um, same bad time, same bad channel. Okay. I'm going to have the audio fixed tomorrow. I, I ask you guys one more thing. I see him all the time opening up baseball cards. You know, ask him some stuff about that. His personal collection, who he likes to collect, all that good stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good one. I'll mark that one down. I appreciate it. You're like doing all my research. That's awesome. Good work, dude. I miss you, man. We need, we need dinner again. Yeah, well, I'm not going to be back for like a month, it feels like. so. I'm busy, We're too. Only... We'll, we'll, we'll link up in November. That'll be... It won't be that long. Stop. You'll be Tell Michelle I Brady, too, right? Brady's down there? Thank you. Yeah, Brady's here. Michelle Plouffe says hi. Hi. Uh, there you go. You got a hi from Michelle. Yeah, and speaking of hi, not hi. I'm not. I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm the one who looks like I'm baked. I'm not. It's just I am exhausted. I've barely slept and been working a lot. So got to work on that throat. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Baseball Today. We really appreciate it. Peace. Later, guys. Hey, everybody. It's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.